Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. One of the issues that's, uh, I know, going to be front and center in the upcoming federal election, which is going to be in October, notwithstanding what we uh, talked about in the from that blogger just a, a little while ago, uh, but climate change is going to be front and center because there are certainly divergent views, uh, not just within the federal government and the opposition parties about climate change and how to proceed, but certainly within uh, the provincial governments, a few of them anyway, uh, we already know about the uh, the lawsuit that uh, Doug Ford and uh, Premier Mo and a couple of others are uh, kicking around right now, trying to uh, stop the uh, the federal government's carbon tax. Well, uh, to that point, uh, we wanted to welcome the minister back to the program. Catherine McKenna, of course, is the uh, federal minister of Environment and Climate Change. Uh, she was with us actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to she was doing some visiting here in town and was actually going to do a town hall. She got snowed out. If you remember, the weather was just wicked for about three or four days there. But uh, she's back, and the weather's better, so uh, she's at Hamilton City Hall, actually, meeting with Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, but uh, taking some time out to talk with us here on the Bill Keller Show. Minister, thank you for the time. It's great to have you with us again today. It's great to be on the show, Bill. Well, listen, first of all, the reason why you're at City Hall is there's a day-long seminar that's going on today, uh, and uh, the reason Hamilton, well, not just because it's your hometown, but also because Hamilton was one of the early signatories on the Global Covenant of Mayors for Climate and Energy. So we've, uh, I guess to paraphrase uh, Mayor Eisenberger's uh, ideas, we've, uh, we've jumped on board with this uh, in the early stages uh, more than a lot of other cities and communities have. Absolutely. So it's great. It's going to be great to see uh, Mayor Eisenberger talk about climate action and Hamilton uh, has been doing a lot uh, to to tackle climate change, and so is the community. Mohawk College uh, with the Joyce Center for Partnerships and Innovation, Net Zero Building. Um, oh, that's the one that the uh, provincial government got the funding for. Well, they got... What a coincidence. They got, they got to the previous government, but then the new Ford government cut the funding for the yeah. Climate Center, which is intended to help Hamilton and Burlington prepare for the impacts of climate change, make sure that they're building infrastructure uh, that's resilient um, and, you know, taking action to tackle climate change, um, which is unfortunate. A lot of other cuts here as a result of the Ford government, including $17 million in social housing cuts that was going to be upgrades for energy efficiency to help folks who have the least amount of money save money. Um, also, the school board lost money for energy efficiency city lost money for an electric bus project. So anyway, I am here to talk about climate action and how it can be a win for everyone. Um, we, it's probably people are thinking about taxes. Um, when you file your taxes, every Ontarian will receive their climate action incentive rebate. So we've said it'll no longer be free to pollute. Unfortunately, Premier Ford made it free to pollute again. And so we said that that's just not fair. Pollution doesn't know any borders. We need to take action. But we're giving the money back to people. So they'll have an incentive on the front end to look at how do you reduce emissions through smart thermostats. Now, and that, and that, is that going to be in effect for this tax year? Like when I go to finally get around to do my taxes, probably mm-hmm. on April 29th? If um, you do your taxes today, you will get your climate action incentive refund, okay. which is before uh, the price uh, comes in. But look, our plan, we know we need to tackle climate change. Um, uh, I was just at uh, CHCH um, early this morning. I talked to Natalie there, and she said, like, the planet doesn't need us. We need the planet. So we need to be taking action to tackle climate change. But we got to do it in a way that makes life affordable. That's why we're giving money back, more money in, in people's pockets. And we got, we've got to create good jobs and create the, you know, incentives for clean solutions, um, which are across Ontario. I'm seeing all sorts of companies, big and small, with clean solutions that we need here and and that we can also export. 
Well, the the document that I just referred to a little while ago that Mayor Eisenberger signed, and that there are other signatories to this as well, I, I think points out one of the things that you've been talking about for the longest time is that is that climate change and dealing with it is not just a federal government issue. It filters all the way down to all three levels of government. Absolutely. I, if you look at where um, carbon emissions come from, 40%, it's estimated, are in the control of cities. So that's why public transportation uh, is really important, making it cheaper, cleaner, faster to go around. We've invested over $250 million, uh, in public transit projects here. But how we build our houses, including you know social housing, um, it's all across the board. And we all need to be working together. And I love coming to Hamilton because everyone gets it. Um, when you look at um, you know businesses here, they're, they want to be more energy efficient so they can save money, reinvest in the business. As I say, Mohawk College, uh, McMaster's doing great things as well. Um, and I've been to schools, the schools, and I talked to kids here. I was at my old school, like Notre Dame by Gage Park. Kids, they're all in. They want to be part of the solution, and they're worried about climate change. Well, the discussion's been going on for quite some time, and uh, we thought at some point maybe there was going to be some consensus. So there are always going to be some people, I guess, that are never going to get on side with this. But uh, there seems to be a pushback, a political pushback, uh, to a lot of the incentives that your government and, and other governments, by the way, have, have tried to initiate over the last little while. Uh, do you get the feeling sometimes you're swimming upstream? Uh, you know, I, so I, unfortunately, it's conservative governments that are the challenge. They don't seem to understand the huge cost that we're paying for climate change right now. It's It's gone from 500 over, well, I think 400 million a year to over 2 billion, and some events are 2 billion themselves. And if you think about last summer, we had extreme heat, we had forest fires across the West, we had flash flooding. There's a huge cost to that, and it's much more expensive if we wait. Um, and so it's just really unfortunate. But I mean, I, I, when I talk to Canadians, you know, if I talk to Canadians in, in Hamilton, businesses, schools, hospitals, just regular folks, they want us to take climate action, but they want us to do it in a way that makes life affordable, um, that makes sure we're investing in jobs. And I should say, I was very excited to see that um, uh, Minister Baines made announced a um, hundred million dollar federal investment in aluminum and steel and manufacturing. We're here to focus on how do we support businesses and industries, and also how do we do things in a better, more environmentally friendly way. You'd laugh, but I'm calling, looking down at Hamilton Harbor which I love, and I always come walk down here, and Randall Reef, the rehabilitation of Randall Reef, the rehabilitation of the waterfront has been great for the environment, but also for the economy, for the housing market here. So you can they got to go hand in hand, and it's unfortunate that conservative governments don't understand where people are at. People want a healthy environment. They want clean air. They want clean water. They want to tackle climate change so they don't leave this huge debt, this huge problem to their kids. But of course they want jobs, and then of course they want life to be affordable, and you can do both, and you need to do both. Yeah, but those the, the myths that are out there that are contrary to that are, are the ones that these those groups are hanging on to, and, and frankly some of those governments as well, is that it ruins the economy, that it's going to cost us more, and then when I, you know, it's, your price of gas is going to go up, this is going to go up, and the, you know, all of a sudden uh, everything is going to become unaffordable. Uh, we are not the first ones to the race here. I mean, others have all initiated climate change policies, and they've initiated carbon taxing in some way, shape, or form. There's some variations on that theme. And uh, I, I, I know you've probably got the data in front of you, and you've probably memorized the stuff, but the stuff I've read so far, Minister, indicates that uh, what you're proposing here it works, and it does not harm the economy. 
It does I mean, look, it, it is. So, you know, there was a Nobel Prize winner in economics who demonstrated it worked. But more practically, the province of British Columbia showed it worked. Um, it has one of the fastest growing economies in the country. Uh, its emissions have gone down. It has a huge clean tech sector. And it's had a price on pollution for a decade. So, I, I mean, I honestly don't understand this. Like, we've got to make good decisions, smart decisions for people, for the environment, and for jobs. And you can do all of that, but it's as if the, the Ford government with other conservatives, including Andrew Scheer in Ottawa, they want to take us back in time to the Harper days, where we didn't care about the environment, and our economy wasn't growing. Like, we have the fastest-growing economy now. We've got um, an unemployment rate lowest in decades and we're also taking climate action. That is what people want. That is what people expect. And of course, at the end of the day, we need to position ourselves for the economy of the future. It's the countries that have figured out the clean solutions that are going to be the winners. And you know what? Their people are going to be the winners because they're going to be able to walk in the Hamilton Harbor front and be proud of what they see there. As I say, I want to swim there one day. Um, we're going to be proud that we have clean uh, companies with clean solutions across the board from our big companies to our small, innovative, comp- you know, more innovative uh, you know, solutions. So there's a way to do this, but we have to come together. And I saw this in the United States. When Donald Trump said he was pulling out of the Paris Agreement, we just started working with states, cities, and businesses in the U.S., So if the Ontario government and conservative governments aren't going to take climate change seriously, we will just continue working with cities like Hamilton and Burlington, with schools, with hospitals, with businesses, because we don't have a choice. Um, And we're just going to get on with things. And, And Canadians will have a choice in the next election between a government that is our government that is committed to climate action, committed to drawing the economy, making sure we're doing things in a way that makes life affordable um, and creates good jobs. And a government, a, a, a conservative party that has no climate plan that wants to go back to the Harper days, which means they have no plan for the economy. Well, it uh, may ramp up. I, I've received some information, and uh, I'm not sure if you've heard it yet, Minister, as well, that uh, sometime in the next few days the Ford government is going to announce, uh, I think it's like a, a an information tour. I don't know how they're going to phrase this. I think it's a make pollution free again tour. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, whatever phrase they're going to do. I'm, and, and I don't know what sticker he's going to put on front of the podium when they make this announcement. But basically, I, I'm told that he's he or somebody, probably the environment minister and others, are, are going to be going around the province basically saying that everything you just said here is, is totally off base. And his plan, which whatever that might be, is better and that we should support him with his, uh, well, his, his legal action, the, the court action that he's taking right now. So it's 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 going to get I, I think ramped up here in the next little while. Is the government prepared for this? Uh, I've been talking to Canadians since we were elected, and I I did I've been started this summer. I've been crisscrossing Ontario to make sure we get the facts. In. It is really important that people understand what we're doing. That if we're you know making sure we do putting a price on pollution in a way that makes life affordable, that they understand the investments they are we are making with cities. Um, in public transportation, in energy-efficient social housing, in cleaning up places like the the Hamilton waterfront, um, so that they have the facts. Because we have folks that want to, you know, say things that are simply not true. Um, And that's a problem, because we need to move forward, and Canadians need to have confidence in what we're doing, and that we're, and we have the, the, the evidence is clear. We're growing our economy, 
we're creating jobs, uh, good jobs, and we're also tackling climate change. And look, we also have fought hard on a whole bunch of other fronts. Getting the new NAFTA, um, we announced $2 billion to support the aluminum and steel industry. We're working very hard to remove unfair uh, steel and aluminum tariffs, uh, you know, that the United States have brought in. We're working across the board for Canadians. It's interesting, uh, because I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush. Uh, and i got to tell you, I was amazed, and I think a lot of other people were amazed. And going back to the uh, days, a year and a half or so ago, when Patrick Brown was still the leader of the party, uh, the Progressive Conservative Party here in Ontario, and you may remember his People's Platform, I think, I think is what he called it. And he bought into your, your plan, the carbon taxing plan, and said, yeah, well, you know, it's, it is going to work. And he looked forward to the idea about the revenue that's going to be flowing through. Uh, obviously, Premier Ford has dumped that right now. How do you get around that obstacle? Like, I, I, in other words, you need to do an end run around the government here in Ontario to try to make sure that you can reach the people and those rebates reach the people. How does that happen? Well, I mean, I must say it is ironic that many of the folks, including the Environment Minister for Ontario, who were, you know, ready to run under Patrick Brown, who had a price on pollution, now are desperately fighting it and spending $30 million of taxpayer money to fight it in court instead of fighting climate change. How about $30 million? I'm sure Hamilton would be pretty excited about the investments, $30 million and all the things that they've cut. Um, but look, as I say, I'm just going to continue doing what we're doing. We're going to continue working with cities, making investments that improve lives, that are also good for the environment. Uh, I'm going to continue working with businesses. I've got a roundtable today to talk to folks from uh, the steel and aluminum sector. I'm going to continue working with schools, uh, with hospitals who want to be more energy efficient, with small businesses because they know that they can save money. That's the point. I mean, being more energy efficient means that you're saving money, also doing right by the planet. And, you know, that's, this is the way the world is going. We have no choice. Going back to Natalie, who I met at CHH, like we have one planet and we need to be doing everything we can to make sure that we protect it especially for future generations. It's not all about us. It's about you know, our kids and grandkids and what they deserve and not passing on the biggest debt because the biggest debt we could pass on is not acting on climate change. They're going to pay the price of extreme weather um, and we can't be doing that. We need to be serious about climate action. We've got to be very serious about jobs and the economy. I had a discussion with some of the folks over at the McMaster Automotive Research Center called The Mark. Well, you know, it's right across the road from us here yeah, in the west end awesome. of the city. Yeah. Uh, and I was amazed to find out about the initiatives that they have done in working with the federal government, I guess, to reduce emissions. I, I mean, obviously, you know, the initial part of that conversation is always, well, electric cars, electric uh, public transit, et cetera. And we may still get there, I guess, at some point. But in the meantime, there have been huge advances made in reducing pollution and reducing carbon footprint, uh, whether it's hybrid vehicles, but even with the emission engines right now. Uh, and and that's a no a, a problem or a program rather that the federal government has helped fund. It, it, so you're not just working with cities; you're working with industry as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to be working with industry. Uh, we just launched our low carbon economy fund, where we're helping support businesses to reduce emissions with big game changing things, and also not as exciting, but you know, chillers replacing your furnace. Those things make a huge difference. And I just don't get it. Like, I think it's extremely strange that you have conservative politicians that are fighting progress. Like, look at, we know that the auto sector, just take that. We know the autom autom uh, automotive sector is going to change. We have a huge opportunity because we have amazing folks, um, amazing, you know, manufacturers that know how to build the parts, that, 
you know, the, you look at the university and colleges that are graduating students who know how to innovate, who know how to do things in a smarter way. That's where we want to be. That's where the jobs of the future are. And we are the ones finding those solutions. And we're going to continue to support folks so they can do that. Um, because that's good. That's good for the planet, but it's also good for our economy. And that's what I want to see. And you go talk to young people about what kind of jobs they want. They want jobs that, you know, that are going to be good, of course, but they also want jobs that are going to do right by the planet and on the cutting edge of innovation. Anyway, I'm super optimistic. Like, look, is it hard that we have conservative governments that want to go back in time and not do anything and make pollution free? I mean, that is unfortunate. But everyone else understands we've got to move forward. Well, uh, some interesting initiatives. Uh, I know that you'll be uh, meeting uh, with the mayor a little bit later on. Also, you're up at Mohawk College. I guess you're going to be talking to some of the students there uh, and talking with that. And that should be a rather enlightening experience as well. Minister, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. I am always happy to be back in Hamilton. <laughs> Thanks. Th- Thanks again, Minister. Bye-bye. That's uh, Catherine McKenna, of course, Minister of Environment and Climate Change, who uh, is in town today. That That's going to be an interesting uh, face-off, I guess, uh, if in fact the provincial government uh, starts uh, with their aggressive campaign. And this is what I've heard they're going to do. The announcement, I'm told, is going to be sometime later on this week. Uh, kind of a, a talking tour, a listening tour, I guess, uh, about trying to fight what the federal government is doing right now with uh, their carbon taxing situation. And uh, fascinating to find out just how that's going to play out. Uh, with Not just here in Ontario, but with other provinces too, because there are a couple of others who have signed on to that fight and I know that I and I know an awful lot of other people are, are more than a little upset that the government, uh, of course, they haven't even done their budget yet, but have already allocated $30 million for that court fight. Uh, that's, yeah, our tax dollars to fight something like that. Anyway, that's uh, a discussion that is not going to end today. There's a lot more to come on that in the weeks and months ahead, certainly. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.